on, give the Lord a mighty clap and a shout. How do you feel now? All right, please take your seat. Hallelujah. All right, first Samuel. It's a learning um, moment. Hallelujah. So let's take advantage and, and learn from some of the things. Glory to God. All right. Glory to God. But I mostly turn to my right, so now I have to be turning to my left. <laughs> and those who are here, you can just watch me, you'll be fine. Those who are here, you can watch the TV, you'll be fine. Anyway, um, 1 Samuel chapter 25. And um, the last time I said today's teaching will favor the sisters very well. Or to rather favor the brothers. Come again. Anyway. Then Samuel died. And the Bible says when he died, the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him. The word lament means to cry. So when you see the book of lamentation, it is the book of crying. The whole book is a crying, somebody cried. And they wrote it down and it came into the Bible. And it was Jeremiah. God showed him certain things and he began to cry. And uh, there are different types of crying. Much of that crying we know is the one you don't talk. But in a typical traditional setting, when people are crying, they talk. Boy! <laughs> Great year we see ya. Oh, but you are saying, Jia Bayen. I do not understand. It's like somebody who has given birth to 30 children, and the person is still looking for children to take care of, and that person is the one who has died. What it means is that this person took care of every child around. Like all the cousins, the uncles, the, all their children, they were on her. But Yasa means he has 30 children. But he's still calling people that, please, oh, you are a child in the city, oh, bring him to me, let him come and stay with you. I'll take care of you, just go to school. Go and do your master's, I'll take care of them. They are, they, are, they are aunties like that. They are grandmothers like that. And when they die, means all the plenty children have become orphans. 
See, what I just said is a crying. It's a crying. So those type of crying is what we see in lamentations. Most of the times when they write um, condolence, uh, book of what? Uh, condolence. Yeah, some of the things they write inside is actually like a, this is our heart cry. This is our cry. You who took care of us when we were children, what shall we do now that you are gone? This was time for us to pay you back because we have been placed well in society. But when we have had enough that we thought we could bring some home, alas, you are gone. Something like that. It sounds like a poem, but it's a crying. So that's what happened. And Jeremiah wrote his crying. Some of the parts of the Bible too were songs. Songs that somebody was singing and it became part of the Bible. Like the whole book of Psalms is actually a song. They were written by Asa, David, and the rest. They were, it's not only David who wrote Psalms. There were other people. And they were, they were singing. So when you read all the curses in Psalm 92, it's like that was somebody's crying. <laughs> what they have done unto me. Then, they, then this one is not crying. Eh? What they have done unto me, oh Lord, punish them for all the... <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Then when you come to a book like Proverbs, Proverbs is not a book like something that was written from top to down like that. They were wise sayings, like nuggets, and they were compiled. Sometimes the verse one has nothing to do with verse two, because maybe the, one, the verse one was written 10 years ago, and the verse two is written today. But there were places that Solomon sat down, and as he was talking, they were writing them, and they were called the wise sayings of Solomon. It was something he was doing every morning. Yeah, so when... They wake up in the morning, they go to the palace, and he sits down, and he begins to talk. The, the Ecclesiastes means a preacher. So Ecclesiastes is actually his preaching. So Solomon that was preaching. And he began to talk as if the people, he just sits down, people gather, and they listen. Then it became a book in the Bible. Hallelujah. Now, this man by name Samuel died. He was a prophet. Now, some of the things in the Bible too were prophecies. Somebody spoke and said, this thing will happen, this thing will happen, and they have divided them into verses for us to understand. Some of them too were letters. Do you know love letter? The seven colors of the rainbow has given me the opportunity to write to you how much I love you. So some of them too were letters that were written. Somebody has sat down, he writes a letter, then he sends the letter to somebody, and then it has also become the word of God. Uh, were you coming for foundational school? The way you're looking at me is as if you didn't come for foundational school at all. You don't come for foundational school. Hello? Are, are, you, are you tired? Now the reason why I'm talking like this is... You see, the way aeroplanes, they fly. They, they move around, take their time. It's like we are warming up. We are trying to find something that will take us along. Yeah. But I've written a lot of things down. 
Or I should just go straight to it like that. A little introduction is not bad, isn't it? Tell somebody today is one of the most important days of your experiences in the church. Clap for Jesus. So, Samuel died and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him. What brought us to all of these is lamentation, lament. They lamented for him and buried him at his home in Rama. I think your wife can be called Rama. What do you think? That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Don't worry, I'll be coming here very often because of those here can watch TV. Those that these pillars are worrying, isn't it? Oh, go to the top. There are no front pillars. So today I'm preaching with only those here. So those here, you can watch TV. You can watch TV. Yes, I say. Now, there was a man in a place called Maon. Say Maon. Okay, this is English. How do you pronounce it? Better, how is the pronunciation? Maon. Maon, okay. The Bible says his business was in camel. His business, whether he was selling camels or he was using camel for cargo work or whatever, but he had business that related with camels. And the man, are you following the story? The, the man was very rich. And these were, okay, now when I'm going, remind me that I'm supposed to be here. Now, the Bible began to describe his riches. I want you to see the background of the man we are dealing with. But my message is divided into six. So whatever we, we reach, we can close. So the Bible says that he had 3,000 sheep. Do you know? He don't say two sheep. He say one sheep. Two sheep. Ten sheep. So the Bible says, now to have 3,000 sheep is a lot. Those days, these were the, the value of their riches. Like now you can see that he has $2 million in stock. On the stock market, you can have this investment. He has this real estate line. He has this worth value from Forbes, etc. The Bible says he had 3,000 sheep. A thousand goats. And those Commodities were always in high demand. It's like he was selling cars. And he had 3,000 cars he was selling. 1,000 Land Cruises and 3,000 Range Rovers. <laughs> so you can see that he was very rich. The Bible said that the name of the man was called Naba. This rich man, his name was called Naba. Now, the word Nabal 
means a fool. Someone who is worthless. Are you here? And the Bible says that the name of his wife was called Abigail. Abigail means the joy of my father. And father's joy. I think Abigail was raised by his father. To be given that kind of name. And the Bible says she was a woman. Now, they have described the man. So you have a little idea of who this man is. He's a very rich man. He has 3,000 sheep, 1,000 goats. And he had a wife who was called Abigail. Now, who is this Abigail? The Bible says he was a woman of good understanding. In other words, he has a precise understanding into things. If Abigail told you that it would turn out to be this way, it will. Because she had a peculiar understanding into things. She's able to know what is happening. And understanding is one of the virtues in wisdom. In wisdom, there is something called knowledge. In wisdom, there is something called prudence. In wisdom, there is something called understanding. In wisdom, there is something called discretion. In wisdom, there is something called uh, wise judgment. Or judgment, because you judge righteously by wisdom. In wisdom, there is something called diligence. Glory to God. And the Bible says that this woman by name Abigail was a woman of good understanding and also beautiful in appearance. Now, beauty is in different shades. There is the beauty in appearance. The beauty in character. The beauty in service or diligent work. Oh, she's such a beautiful woman. And what they are saying is that she's hardworking. And there is a beauty which is called attraction or charm. There are people that somebody says you are beautiful, but another person will not say you are beautiful. But the person that says you are beautiful, he's not lying it, to him. So that's why they said beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. But attraction is in the eyes of everyone. Attraction simply means no matter who you bring, the person will say this is beautiful. It is called charm. There are people no matter who is judging, the person will say he's beautiful. Some boys are handsome. No matter if you see David Beckham. I was watching a documentary of him. And Real Madrid footballers. That when he was going to play with them, he was afraid. Now how can I play in a team like this? But the players also were wondering that who is this guy? That all their lifetime, when they go on a football tour, maybe in three weeks, in Beckham's days, they went for tour for three months. And 
4 a.m. at their hotel, they have 30,000 people who have gathered just to come and watch the face of David Beckham. And all the players from Zidane to Ronaldo to Figo, all of them said they wanted to do Beckham's hairstyle. But all these three names I've mentioned are not white people. So there is no way the, 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 the texture of their hair, uh, they can't do that type of hairstyle. And all of them, this is what they say. They said that when they go for training, they see him to be a model than a footballer. Like he was too handsome to be a footballer. And he was stylish. So that even men are saying he's handsome. And it's that, that type of thing is called charm. There are some ladies, no matter who is watching them, the person says they are beautiful. Uh, there are some things, it's only you that you say is beautiful. It's not that you are lying, it's true. I know after here, somebody will go and ask, so me, am I charming to you? I'm a beautiful child. Hey, sisters, everywhere you bring it to examination. When they ask you that, say, it's pastor who preach it, it's not me. I don't have that revelation pastor is preaching. What pastor is even saying, I don't even understand. Me, I don't know the difference between All I know that you are beautiful. So please, just go and ask pastor for me. Some of you, you like fighting. Just shift the fight to where it is coming from and you have your peace. You say, oh, you say, am I charming? Am I beautiful? You say, well, it depends. Don't say that. Just say that. Me, I don't understand. It's pastor who preaches and he says that everyone, so this media, I think you are beautiful. That's all. Beauty is vain. But he didn't say charm is vain. He said it's deceitful. Something that is deceitful is not vain. To deceive means to influence, to act contrary to what you are supposed to do. So something that has deceived you is not vain. It has actually caused an effect. Uh, so as for charm, there is attractive to everybody. But beauty, there is attractive to a person. Do you understand? Is it a good introduction? Now, the Bible says that this woman was a woman of good understanding, beautiful appearance. Now, I can explain what beautiful appearance is, but I will offend the conscience of some. Yes. If you ask me to define beauty, I can define it to you. The first definition of beauty is proportionality. You have not understood it yet, but you are getting offended. There are elements of beauty. One of them is the cheeks. One of them is the teeth. Now, everything I mentioned is the source of Solomon. So I don't know why you are looking at me like that. All right, all right, all right. So, now, the Bible says that this very rich man was harsh. What is the meaning of the word harsh? He was harsh. Harsh.
Yes, harsh. Excessively critical or negative. Eh? Lacking in aesthetic appeal or refinement. Physically discomforting. Unpleasant or difficult to accept or experience. It causes a disagreeable and painful sensory reaction. It is irritating. These are all descriptions of one man. It's like when he talks to you, very terrible. When he looks at you, everything about So I have a question. Why would such a wise woman, the Bible said, she had good understanding, fall for a man like this? You see, don't forget that description. The man was described by his riches. The woman was described by her wisdom and beauty. So why was such a beautiful woman and such a wise woman end up having a woman like this? Point your hand at you and say, Pastor Winfrey, your question is wrong. This is how your question is supposed to be. The question is, how was this man able to win such a woman? The secret is that he had money. 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 If the woman is the one who fell for him, it was rather the man who won her. It is a difference. One was sitting down and one moved. So write the following. Now, this is the first part of my preaching. So the first part, write the following. From the verse 2, we can say that success gives or offers a suitable partner. If you are successful, it can help you to get a suitable partner. You must have a purpose for your life before you get a partner for life. If you do not know where you are going, you can never make the right choice of a spouse. From the verse 3, we see a woman of good understanding, beautiful appearance, end up marrying a man who is harsh and evil. What are the factors for wrong pairing? In the first place, 
What is wrong pairing? Before we come to the factors that lead people to choose a spouse that is wrong. Now, wrong pairing is marrying somebody who is harsh. That, in other words, when you marry somebody that is harsh, you have married the wrong person. Number two, if you marry somebody who is evil, you have married a wrong person or you are paired with a wrong person. If you enter into a relationship with somebody who is evil, who is harsh, you have entered into a relationship with a wrong pair. So what are the things that lead to entering into a relationship with the wrong person? Is my question a good question? Number one. So I've come to the second part of my preaching. And the second part of my factors for wrong pairing. Number one, entering into relationship only by appearance, then the rest. He's beautiful, she's beautiful, that's all. It can lead to having a wrong pair. Number two, we will not explain much, it's clear. Many, many to care. Number two. Making a decision based on money only. He has money. He is okay. What are the factors that lead people into wrong pairing? Number one is when they only they enter only because of appearance. Number two, when they are misled by money. Money. Pastor, are you saying that we shouldn't get money? You don't understand my preaching. You don't understand my preaching. Number three. Immaturity and naivety can lead a person into a wrong pair. What is immaturity and naivety? If you are not mature, you cannot see red flags. Some of you, you even comment the red flags. Because you are naive. Naive. Eve. So who is immature? An immature person is the one who cannot appreciate certain realities by himself. Who is someone who is naive? He is not experienced. He has never seen anything like this before. 
Some of you have never heard I love you before. It is easy for you to enter into a relationship if nobody has ever proposed to you before. Because you will always want to experiment. Why is everybody and me, I am not like that, like that. Naivety. And the naivety may also be that you have never experienced care before. You have never experienced attention before. Some of you, if a person you don't like gives you attention, you will fall in love with the person. Why? Because you are naive. I'm talking about factors that can lead to wrong pairing. In most cases, it happens to people who don't propose. You see, anything to relationship or marriage is supposed to be discretionary. You don't just say we were friends and we married. Or we were friends and we were in a relationship. It means that you didn't decide. Naivety put you into it. There was a time you should have asked. So the two of us, what are we doing? Who are we to each other? But because of immaturity, you could not prompt a question like this. You became desperate. Mostly when you are desperate, you don't ask questions. That's why they sold soap to you at the circle for iPhone. But they told you that this is iPhone 15. And he told you that, oh, this one, I was working with my uncle and I took it. If you give me 7,000, I'll give it to you. Then he said, hey, iPhone 15 is how much? Like 25,000. And he said, so, then before I realized, so I'll give you 4,000. So, oh, you see, this one is, 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 is so, just ask something, just ask something. You see, it's very expensive. I just, I just took it from my uncle's place. Look, then quickly you bring the 4,000 and say, then you have to add your phone to it because this one, I will not give it to you for 4,000. Then you think that even if you are so foolish and you buy it for 7,000, you can sell it for 10,000. Okay, 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 my phone can say it's 2,000. Then you added it to the 7,000, making 9,000. By the time you were removing your phone, they changed. I need a chawa napuna. A pino soap. A chawa kiso peche. But you see, a phone that is 10,000, if somebody says 10,000, you would like to hold it and check and be sure. There are certain things you don't buy them by the roadside. <laughs> a person has money to trade in iPhone and he stands by the roadside. You must be joking. But because you are not mature, because you are not experienced, you will not know that this is a scammer. But when you are mature and you are intelligent, emotionally, intellectually and everything, you begin to raise necessary questions. You begin to take picture of the barcode to see that maybe it is actually a techno in an iPhone box. So you can enter into, and most of you level hundreds who have entered into relationship is naivety and immaturity. Are we okay? Or you were expecting something different? Problematessa, 
Egbele. I heard them say the online has gone off. It's not off. Hemala. Egbele. Number four. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy name. All right. Thy name. Number, 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 number three. Number four. Why do people enter into wrong relationships and wrong marriages? Sometimes it's because of weakness in personality. Let, look at me. Okay, you finish writing and then let's talk. Have you seen me? You see the direction I'm going? It takes a certain personality to say that I will not go here again and then. It takes a certain personality. But there are people, because of a certain weakness in personality, they will prefer to die than to make amends. Yes. Yes. I realize that whenever I'm preaching, I give examples. It falls into people's situation. So these days, I don't give examples. And something like this, I would have given you 10 examples. And when you are in a relationship, this is something you should, turn, you should be able to turn away from. But you can't turn. Because he has sex with you. You see, giving sex is not wedding. Sex is one of the things you will have to have a certain personality to say that I have been foolish. Let me turn. Even though I have lost something. But let me say, oh no, Pastor, he has done this to me. I can't let him go like that. You see, it is smart. But you know very well that the thing is wrong. Number five. I'm showing you why Abigail entered into relationship with Nabalo. I believe very well that Nabal was Abigail's first beloved. Well, she's, she was not experienced. And I am more likely to believe so because men emphasize on money. Hard work and getting money. So every girl grew up having a lot of respect for money. But she didn't know that it was her father training her, not her mother. The name Abigail means my father's joy. And it was not her who gave it to herself. It was his, her father. So the father loved her and gave her that you are my joy. Naivety, immaturity, weakness in personality. Some of you here, when boys meet you on the street and say, give me your number, you can't say no. It's a weakness in personality. It's not a sign of being polite or courteous. Ideally, she said, my number for what? She said, I want us to be friends. I'm sorry. I don't make friends on the street. I make friends in church. 
Why couldn't you say that? It's not a sign of disrespect. It's a sign of emphasizing what you want. It's a sign of someone who knows herself. But you are so soft and timid that you can't say no. It's a weakness in your personality. Because but Now, I don't have time. I would have explained to you at what point does it become wrong? And can that which is wrong become right? What can be done? Yes. I would have told you the tortoise principle. <laughs> you let me finish my says when I'm able to get there then yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. no more saying a person's status and background can be the reason why people enter into wrong pairing he's in the business school Atachia is his, his father. With a person's status in society. He is MTN executive marketing manager. You see, what you were looking for is a husband, not a marketing manager. And you don't know the difference. A marketing manager may not play the role of a husband. And that's what people don't know. So a person's status can influence you. She's a singer. But there's only a singer and a spouse. You are coming to marry a wife or a husband, not a singer. So imagine Pastor Eben's wife says, Eben is a singer, that's why I'm marrying him. Can I tell you something? Have you been influenced by somebody's status to make a decision? One of the people that it is very difficult to break their relationship is people who have grabbed medical students. Those sisters who can't do women to you. So you see, my brother, life is so short. It passes so quickly, that sun is gone. You just have one life to live on. Hey, so, my
Forsetto means false voice. The voice is supposed to come like this. Any sound you make by the air going inside is forsetto. something. The Bible says, he that believes shall not make haste. There is a temperament, a certain behavioral pattern that is revealed in hastiness. Some people cannot be patient. It, like They can sit all their lives waiting for the mouse to pass. When the mouse pass, they will not wait to see whether it will. They just know. Why are you rushing to? Sometimes a decision may be made in haste. And I don't believe in those things. I, I personally, I don't believe. When you have a little bit of experience, you realize that hasty decisions mostly do not end well. Because hasty decisions are not made by the mind. They are made by the emotions. Three days, not go propose. Sign your proposal. What did you see? What did you see? Open candle door. He's a daughter of despite. One grab over the Haste, haste, haste. You didn't take enough time to process certain things. Who is this person? For instance, we are in the same church, pastor teaches us about relationships and those things. But it may be that we are in the same church, but we don't know ourselves. When I say we are in the same church, propose and just accept and go. It doesn't, I don't know, we've not even spoken before. It's wrong. It's wrong. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be made to face stark realities. It may be shocking to you. But if you had taken time, those same realities, you would have adjusted to accommodate them. The reason why people die of electrocution is because the power enters hastily. You can actually hold electricity and not be electrocuted. If you want to call Eugene and let him tell you, you can hold electric power. They can put tester on you and the light will come. Because the body adjusts to the volume of power that is coming. This one, there's a surge of powers. And you turn black. All the cells within have to adjust to the energy that is coming.
I'm talking about wrong pairing. So is it? If a relationship, and I don't want to say certain things that will create a problem. There are things that happen to people by temptation. And there are people that happen to people by volition. Anybody that is proposing in less than three months is kissing me that. Well, boy, what are that? Terminator. Now, I shall say with I love you, I love you, I want to tell you. It will give you a showdown. I wanted to move my nose to my phone so that I can calm down, but they have put off the internet. That's why I said that even the online people are not about it. But it's okay, it's okay. It has to sink then, if I can sink it then. But it's okay, number five. Don't be in a haste. Is it number six? Tendency to impress others may be the reason people enter into wrong relationships. Sometimes you talk too nicely about somebody that when he's killing you, you can't shout. You've made everybody know he's an angel. So when he's killing you, you can't shout because people will come and know who's killing you. <laughs> he's killing you softly. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this kind of love? What did I do to sit at your right hand? What did I do to deserve this kind of love? Tell I'm not enjoying the flow here. There will be new when it comes in. Tang, 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 tang. All right. Uh. What did I mention right now? I have no essence. I have no meaning. You came from for me. What did I do? Is that this guy? What did I do? To say that you're right here. Tendency to impress others. Let me tell you something. Never make any choice of a spouse with the slightest thought of making a point or a statement. It will be only the two of you. Don't be foolish. No, this person there, hey, they are my mommy, but when they open my too fresh. Two for seven. Any day you come, you come true for me. I no essence. I have no meaning, Lord. What did I do? Deserve it, kind of love. What did I do? To say that you're right. Let me tell you something. In most cases, people are not looking for beloveds. They are looking for a statement. I will also get some. Me too. 
is not important. It is not. It is not. It is not. Number what? Why is number? Asam, give me how many points? Ten. Okay. It's always ten, so. Sexualizing marital relevance. You see, the only reason why we marry is sex. But when you marry, you realize that sex is not the only reason. You realize that when you marry, you are actually marrying a character. You are marrying a personality. This non-laughing man, when you marry him, you will not laugh. And that's what you are going to stay with. This sister who has no friend. When you marry her, she will have no friend. That's what you are going to marry. It's not like. So what, when you say marriage, what do you think? Marriage means that it's actually behaviors that are fighting to cohabit. Yes, it's not bodies. You're not marrying a body. You're actually marrying a behavior. You're marrying a character. You're marrying a personality. That speaks trash. Whenever they are angry, they speak trash. Anytime that they are hungry, they speak trash. Anytime that they are... <laughs> Gaza Strip. When I was young, all from child, Gaza and Popreso. And she said, Ya take Gaza and Popreso, sir. And to Topaye, Topaye. It is when you marry that you realize that you didn't marry actually a body. Yes. Any time. I know boys are going to use this, but I don't care. You ask your man, why do you like me? And he says, oh, it's because you are beautiful. Yeah. So I'm sure from today they will go and say that, oh, it's because you're a virtuous woman. You love God. <laughs> So, Pastor, are you nullifying all of these points? Are you saying they are all not important? I'm giving you propensities. Things that are likely to lead to a wrong pairing. And I've reached point number eight. What's point number eight? Pressure from present circumstance. Some of you marry because these days, Masturbation is too much. So you decided to marry. Or enter into relationship. Most of the students, they are entering into relationship because of present pressure. Sometimes people marry because the sister is poor. She's suffering. She just needs a man to give her a place to stay. So... Look, anybody at all, I just, I can't pay my rent. I can't just, just, just find a place for me to stay. 
present distress. Present distress. Present distress. Maybe there's pressure on you from your friends to marry. That is why you accept. You accept. That's just true that. But who are your friends? They are not God. And so present pressure, present distress can push you to a wrong pain. Number nine. Sometimes people enter into wrong pairing because of a great loss. When the person has lost or is likely to lose, maybe the reason why they will allow it to continue anyway. What are some of the likely losses? Or losses. I just wanted to mention. Number one. You have been in a relationship for 10 years. We can't let it go waste. A bad idea for 10 years doesn't become right in marriage. Sometimes uh, you will have to admit that you have lost. If you see that these directions are wrong, just consider it as one of your mistakes and one of your losses. I mentioned sex, gave your virginity and all of that. Yes, there is a time you will have to accept that. You see? Women cannot play victims when they have sex with a man. I don't listen to those lies. It's actually a decision made by two people. And he didn't use you. You used yourselves. <laughs> See, if you can think like this, it will help you to overcome the stress associated with fighting to get a guy who has 10 girlfriends already. Number 10. Sometimes people enter into wrong pairing because of what I call purposeless, purposelessness. Purposeless, purposelessness means that they don't have any purpose, but they entered into a relationship purposelessly. If you say purposefully, purposelessness means they plan it, but they enter into purpose. This one, they didn't purpose, and it also entered into non-purpose. Now people who say, but why did you accept a relationship with this person? I don't know. Why did you accept a relationship with this lady? Um, why do you like this boy? Pastor Mika, I don't know. Now, all the things I have just said is 
वस्त्रे She was a woman of good understanding with her parents but the man was harsh and evil in his doings Why will a woman of good understanding and a good appearance enter into marital relationship with a man who is harsh and evil I've given you 10 possible reasons you can go and continue this is part 2 of my preaching now let's go to part 3 Somebody who as a pastor who qualifies to be a good spouse. You can only answer that question when you know what you want to do with your life. Because the person that wants to be a carpenter, his reason for a spouse will not be the same as the one that wants to be a pastor. So until you find a reason for living, don't find a spouse. That's what I said in my point two. Number three. Patre. Let's read from verse 4 to verse 8. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was is my time up. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was sharing his sheep David sent 10 young men and said to the young men go to Carmel go to Nabal and greet him in my name when go tell Nabal that David is the one who has sent us to you and this is what you shall to say you shall say to him who lives in prosperity <laughs> David calls him the prosperous man go and say to him who lives in prosperity peace be to you peace to your house and peace to all that you have to you to your house all that you have now I have heard that you have shares. Your shepherds were with us and we did not hurt them. At this time David was actually running away from Saul. He was not a king. He was a miserable young man that a king is trying to kill and he's just moving about as a fugitive. He doesn't have a place to stay. So he sleeps in the desert. Then he is at the mercy of good and benevolent people. So, if you are doing something, they can come and help you. They you to help them with food. Because that is the only thing they need as they are in the wilderness. Do you get the background? And we did not hurt your sheep, nor was there any of your sheep missing all the while that they were in Carmel. As your young men, they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men, in other words, we protected all your sheep those days People can come and steal from the sheep and all sort of things, being predators and all of that. Let your young men find favor in your eyes. Let my young men find favor in your eyes. For we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David. 
Hmm. David is now asking for help from Saul. I want to ask a question. How do people sometimes encounter breakthroughs? David didn't know that his kind gesture is going to be reciprocated or otherwise. And he didn't also know that by being kind, by protecting somebody's sheep was what was going to lead him to get a wife. He didn't know. He thought he was just being kind. Hmm. And he didn't even know that his kindness may lead him to find not just a wife, but a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. So how do you find a woman who is of a good understanding and a beautiful appearance, number one? How do you get somebody like that? Like, you want to get a woman who is beautiful and also of a good understanding. Number one, you have to be a good person. Because sometimes in life we attract what we offer. What we give comes back to us. Be a good person. What you get sometimes is a reflection of who you are. Sometimes being unfaithful may be that you will not find a faithful person. Number two, be pleasing to God. Because a good wife is found. It is a gift from God. Number three, you have to be wise. Wisdom to see that kind of a woman. Because sometimes they pass by us every day. And for the lack of wisdom, we are not able to see them. You also need discretion. To separate evil from good. You must have standards. If there are no standards, you cannot save the shifting sands of choices. Sometimes say, if he is not a leader in church, I'm not interested. Sometimes you say, if he doesn't speak in tongues, I am not interested. Sometimes you say, if he's not somebody who is well read in scripture and in the word of God, I am not interested. That's called discretion. It's not done with foundational school. Don't say everything goes. Why can't you say if it's not a lovely and I'm not interested? That's discretion. Because you see, good things are found in specific places. Have you realized that dust is everywhere? It's not something that is good. You don't find gold everywhere. 
Good things are found in specific locations. You can't buy iPhone and circle by the roadside. <laughs> One of the signs of the immoral woman the Bible mentioned that she does not stay at home. She does not stay at home. Say she's here tomorrow, he's here, he's there. He's not at one place you can find her. Yes. Her price is above rubies. Her price is above rubies. So you have to exercise discretion. That's why I said be pleasing to God. He'll give you one. The next one is knowledge and experience. If you don't have knowledge and you don't have experience, you cannot know those women. Are you not surprised that all the beautiful girls are not married in the Ghana movie and all of those things? Why? Why? Is Jackie Apia married? Why? She's very beautiful. Why? All these people who call them celebrities and they're all on over. Why are they not married? It means the people around them have experience and they have knowledge. That's why they are not choosing them. You need knowledge to make a choice. So, you see, you may never find yourself in a relationship to break up and learn something. That's why the pastor is standing here that his preaching become vitally an experience in your life. But you have rejected wisdom. That's what the Bible says. Why would you take wisdom from what they are saying? Somebody who loves you. Ah, who put you on his status? But you see, you have rejected wisdom. Love is proven. It's not said. Somebody says I love you, but his, your birthday didn't test you. Say he loves me. What love is that? What love is that? There are people here who have proposed to ten people. You don't know. One day, I was shocked. A lady came to church. This lady had so many issues. She was trying to even overcome them. The lady had eight boyfriends. Three weeks. Somebody in church came to tell me that he liked the lady. So, ah. The lady need to mono. We are the toothpick. You don't even fit to be on his dinner. Like toothpick or the you You think it's about age? It's about experience. Some twenty-one-year-old girl knows more than a dictionary. You have no idea. So it's a young girl. It's not a young girl matter. It's experience. Experience. 
There's one lady, eh? Her boyfriend was a, a soldier penny. A senior ranking officer in the army. The girl was like, Jesus uh, Christ, big. It's not my size. It's experience. The restaurants they have entered. Do you know military officer? When he's coming, all the soldiers are doing this. One. And a small boy will say, Daddy, let's do pickup. Small girl is just moving him like that. Experience. And you that you are now jet level 100, you are going to propose to a girl like that. Also, we are in mobile. Oh, show us how I say, ah, we are in mobile. One day, a friend of mine proposed to a lady. The lady came to church to ask me that I should ask my friend that what did he see in her to come and propose to her? Do you know why the lady came to ask that? He said, ah, now how can you also come and propose to me? Like the girl can't believe that a pastor like this can come and propose to me. Like I'm a dangerous girl. Like, I mean, how? And he came to tell me that. Tell your friend that. What, what has he seen in me? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? To deserve this kind of love. What did I do? To sit at your right hand. What did I do? To deserve this kind of love. <laughs> Listen, all my stories are true. My friend, his name is called Dennis. I know, I'm not exaggerating. His name is called Dennis. She even came down, but didn't he see my sister? <laughs> Let's play a game. Look where you are. Would you look with me and tell me what you see? Riding in the car. Let's play a game. Look where you are. Look at you with me. Driving in the car. What do you see? An apple. What do you see? A mango. What do you see? A purple. What do you see? Pineapple. To drive so far. Would you look with me and tell what you see? Driving in the car. What do you see? Motors. What do you see? Breasts. What do you see? Nipples. What do you see? Ties. It's so much fun. To drive so far. <laughs> Would you look with me and tell what you see? Driving in the car. Let me tell you. Some of, the things, some of the things. Some of the things. If a man tells you that, if a man tells you that I love you, it's not love. Until it is proven to him in three years. I realize that women don't understand men. You see, when men say I love you, they think that it's the same as when women say I love you. It's not the same. A man doesn't love by saying it. A man loves by you proving something to him. 
How that you have served him. When he was hungry, you were married to him. You served him. You took care of his parents. Those are the things men call love. It's not that oh, you are standing there, you have bottles and you say that. They take years to know you. And they can say, yes, I love you. A year, two years. The way they have experienced you, how that you are patient, you are kind, you are loving, you are not moody, you are not emotional, rococo, left back and forth, palpitational emotions. A real man, eh? his vision for saying I love you is marriage. Next point, next point. I say when I give practical examples, it creates confusion. Lastly, you must have good understanding. You must have good understanding. You must understand. You see, human, the human personality is complex. You have to have good understanding to know human behavior. To understand the heart of man. Lastly, success is attractive. If you get successful, you can have a choice of a wife. What does that mean? It means the competition is high. You must have something to compete. And sometimes your success gives you an upper hand. If you have nothing to show, you can't go in for some sisters. They will not help you. She's too polished. For your behavioral incongruity. So this will bring my third point to a close. Let's go to the fourth. So, when David's young men came, they spoke to Naba. According to all these words, in the name of David, and waited. We have not reached Abigail's home. We will come to Abigail's home. Let's finish. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, It didn't come well. Who is David? The rich people, that's how they talk. Rubbish. Who is, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away from their master. And that's why he was saying that David is actually a vagabond. He has broken away from his master. A rebel. Shall I take my bread, my water, my meat that I have killed for my shares and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? Next question. <laughs> 
Naaman was successful, but not wise. His name means someone who is foolish. He lost a lot by his foolishness. How does foolishness affect or what are the consequences of what I call Nabalism? Nabal is foolish. So consequence of foolish, Nabalism. This they don't say you are foolish, they say this is Nabalism. That guy and his Nabalism. How does foolishness manifest? Number one, a fool is somebody who is ungrateful. Nabal was ungrateful. If he was able to spare 20 of your sheep that they didn't get missing, is it so big a thing if you are to give one to thank him? A person who is ungrateful actually is a number. Number two. Nabalism makes you offend those you have to be grateful to. Now, in this case, you were not grateful to them, but you also went to the extent of offending them. Calling him a vagabond who had broken away from his father. So when somebody is a Nabal, he doesn't show gratitude for the person who has blessed him. He also goes to the extent of offending the person who has been a blessing to him. So Nabalism makes you offend those you have to be grateful to. Number three. Nabalism makes you lose very important people you shouldn't lose. David was going to be the king. And this was an opportunity to have the king as your friend. Because he was foolish, he couldn't benefit from David's closeness to him. Imagine David sending people to your house. If you have been kind, how you will have a covenant with your house and you can proudly call the king. Maybe God, you know what? So a foolish person is the one who loses important people. Why? Because they are foolish. Number next. Foolishness leads to great losses. This one is important people. This one is great losses. He later lost his wife and his dear life. He lost. He was even going to lose all the males in his house. Why? Because of foolishness. Foolishness makes one proud and boastful. Number said, my bread, my water, my meat. Next, 
Foolishness does not allow people to be kind to those they will not get anything in return. He says, these people, I don't know them from anywhere. In the Bible, doing good to strangers means doing good to people who cannot pay you back or you will not get anything in return after you have done them good. That's why the Bible says we should be good to strangers. That's what it means. It doesn't mean somebody that you don't know. It means somebody who cannot pay you back or somebody who can, you cannot benefit from. Like, I know that if I do you good one day, you become an MP and you give me a contract. That's not what the Bible is saying. It means I'm not doing kindness to a stranger. I'm doing kindness to somebody I know. And Naaman said, I will not be kind because I don't know this person. In other words, I will not get anything from the person if I show kindness to the person. Foolishness makes people, does not allow people to be kind to people they cannot benefit from. There are people, if they will not get anything in return, they will not do anything for you. It's a sign of foolishness. Because you cannot even tell the person that God will live to tomorrow. And if he had eyes, David is one of those people. Right? He said he can't get anything in return from David if he's to help him. Foolishness leads to wars and battles you may not be able to win. David and his mighty men are coming to your house. How will you win? And that statement was declaring war with David. Can you imagine? Only God knows how many foolish fights we have put ourselves into. Because we were foolish. Who are you to judge a man's servant? Some of you, when people have issues in the church, they call you. You think it's wisdom. It means you're a fool. You are going to be implicated. And every day as I sit here, I hear people being implicated. They will tell you that you are the one who is going about spreading their issues. You see what Jimmy, I told something to call you to insult you. When they call you, tell them that talk to your MSA. It is authority that judges. It's not because you have wise wisdom, you have wisdom to counsel people. Also, for four grand me, no one time I said, Oh, now we don't want to work, Jimmy. Do you know the problems you have put yourself into? They are blaming you. As I go on, they are blaming that you are the one spreading everything. You are the one they always call you. Who made you a judge? These things are repetitive. Stay away from them. Recently, one boy came to me. I said, I don't want to say something. Go and talk to this person. Because it's not everybody who listens to you when you talk. Some people are always going to create problems for you. Don't think you are wise. You think judging people is something that is honorable. I don't know, but I think you should call Professor Samson. I think you should call Eric. Stay away. Assemble. Every day you are the one sitting people down. Do you know what you are doing? Somebody wants to commit suicide, you can advise the person. Yeah, you come to tell me that you have gone to propose. What do I think? I will mind you. I will ask now you. 
will not mind you, I will arsenal you. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you enter into a relationship without telling your message, me, I'm not interested. Just take it from me. You think we are here to fool? We are building a church. You need bravo. Look at your one that you know. With Jimmy now, with Jimmy now. Look at your one that you want. Look at your one that you want. What do you say? When you do 20 something, we'll be a proposition. Can't you be an hour? Then we say, oh, 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 oh. You think we have time for this foolishness? Recently, they came to me. Pastor, I said, Is it Bassania? If it is relationship, they should tell their MSA. What their MSA says is what I'm saying. I'm not interested. Well, see, you will not understand. You will not understand. You will not understand. I see. And you can't balance them. Let's serve God. Let's focus on these things. And who saw this? What someone say? Jesus said, who made me a judge over you? Who made me a judge over you? That's the first thing you see. So, it's my bestie. Do you know what the person is saying? Do you understand it? Do you know the background of this person? Is he your sheep? Do you know, are you, who are you to judge a man's servant? Is he your servant? People are liars. People are liars. You need to be wise to know this one is lying. This one is telling the truth. Do you have that discretion? I don't know why system is We are looking at what makes somebody a fool. Number one, he enters into battles that he cannot win. Next, he brings harm to Himself and those around him. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I know what they want. I'll never affirm it. See, if people love themselves, they know how to solve their problems. When two people are fighting, you can't separate them. Means demons are involved. Like this one is fighting with this one, this one is fighting this one. And you talk to this one, it's, it's okay. You talk to this one, yet they are fighting. It's not advice that solves it. It's authority. Authority is from today. You don't do this again. And you don't have that power to do that. Demons operate by the natural senses of men. If you are foolish, no amount of prayer can make you escape demonic attacks. No amount of prayers can make you escape demonic attacks if you are foolish. Who 
Like after I finished preaching like this, what I've just said is useless. Another one will repeat tomorrow. That's why I said I'm not interested. But when we started the church, the people who really wanted to serve God, they were not difficult to handle. It's not everybody whose matter coming and I say so. Those I say so are those I'm convinced at heart that this is a struggle, not pride. You waste your time. You waste your time. I used to think foolishness is a way of being a good pastor. Until I realized that I've been foolish. Some people have no plans to go the direction you are going. You ignore them and move on. Do you know how many people we have spoken to and you have cancelled? This is the way some say, say, hey, we are building church. I don't want any rubbish. I'm not interested. Because you see, it's not everybody who wants to go this direction. If people love themselves, why can't there be peace? Ah, you, I love you, love me. Why can't we have peace? Small, small, small pettiness and grand summoning. Jimmy, why can't we be peaceful? We love ourselves. We love ourselves. Why can't we be peaceful? It's because they have an, an entrenched position. You can't change it. If they love themselves, they will solve it themselves. You can't change me. So Ikeke says this, Isaac says this, and this one says this. Now you can't even know. If you say this, you are attacking Ikeke. When you say this, you are attacking Isaac. When you say this, you are, then you the pastor. They have put you on the line. Omu shuju mukasi asena oni obi. Look at my Jimmy. Because everybody is part of this church. I will never offend anybody unnecessarily. And what the person you don't like doesn't mean I don't like the person. That is way. If you love somebody, you want to marry the person. Why can't you tell your MSA? Oh. Why can't you? Because we are saying they should grab all, they should grab all, so we'll be happy. Why, why can't you say it? If these days, I used to tell you, when two husbands husband and wife they are fighting. I used to kill myself. I'll be talking. I stopped. It's useless. It's useless. Three days they'll be having sex again, and they, 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 they wasted their life. They, they love themselves. They will find a common ground to agree. Sometimes we are not advising you. We are only trying to shoot pain. They will find a common ground to agree. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. So when you And you are the one supporting Bafunari. Nobody is interested. If they love themselves, they will find a common ground to agree. Like if they love themselves, they offend themselves, but they pick a phone. Hi, I'm sorry. 
Hello, can we meet? Can we have some Coca-Cola? You let's talk. Then the, the thing is over. But this one teaching and trying there, no, it's, it's, don't worry, I say, we will not empty. Foolishness brings harm to oneself and those around. Next point. Foolishness makes one a scoundrel. Check the meaning of the word scoundrel. Or scoundrel. I used to think that once you preach, people will listen. I've preached that, yeah, some people don't give that. What have we not said? Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weak and heavy. Everybody come to Jesus. Jesus himself is calling the whole world. It's not everybody who has come. What is scoundrel? A disreputable person. A rascal. Somebody who has no repute. Has no respect. Oh, just a undeserved respect. That's what foolishness is. It makes somebody a scoundrel. Next point. All the relationships we have had in this church. The longest fight is one week. They try to break apart. Yeah, okay. This one too. If, the, I don't think there's anybody in this church who took one man to propose. Hmm. If they are proposing, the proposal. The proposal is like a long essay. They read 10 chapters every day. And I'm giving all of these things to you. You see, there are certain things. Take a decision on it. We are friends. But who you propose to is not part of my business. It's a realm you can't operate in. Don't let your friends blame you for their wrong decisions. We can go and eat fufu. At least if you are running to Makacha three days, it will go. But when you have a running relationship, then a diarrhea marriage. All your intestines will come out. Don't let people bring you into a fight you can't fight. It's none of your business. Walk by your own peace. Be wise. One day, Prophet Evans, when all those issues started, I was shocked that the guys were blaming him in a meeting. Samson was there. Put all the blame on him. I took the recordings of what the guy was saying. I said, this guy is a wicked guy. Only because you gave him a listening ear. He's not blaming you. He's not blaming you. And I called Master, I was talking to him that this is where you make me. You shouldn't have listened to this guy. The devil, the mistake Eve made was that he listened to Satan. He just listened to him, that was all. It implicated him and destroyed all of humanity. 
Islam is like this. Some of you cover up for them. You think you are wise. They will implicate you one day. Can we end here? Foolishness is the reason a person cannot be spoken to. I love that part. Look, look, look. When we read um, verse 17, verse 17, let's, 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 are you here? Uh, He said, now therefore, know and consider what you do. For harm is determined against your master. And against all his household. Then he says, For he is such a scoundrel that nobody can speak to him. Most of the times, when you can't talk to people, it means they have a hidden motive which they can't communicate. Do you see the parameters from which I am making, helping you to make judgment? You don't even look at all of those things. There you call me, he was crying. You think crying is something that somebody is, is, is right. Some of you have friends who speak evil against the church. They will remove you from the church. Because they will bring shame and you will share in that shame. That's why they will bring harm to themselves and those around them. Don't forget these teachings. You think everybody who left church wanted to leave? Some of them left gradually. They didn't have plans to leave. But they became too shameful to stay. Can I go to the fourth part or the fifth part? It is what I call Abigail's secret. And the sixth one, how to win the heart and love and respect of a spouse or a man. How do you make somebody fall in love with you? We'll continue maybe another time. This time. They are all in the chapter, chapter 25 of First Samuel. Everything I'm, I'm actually reading the Bible. Like all the points I gave about. Start from verse 11, 12. Verse 12. I want to talk about the foolishness of, the, what, the consequence of foolishness. They are all in verse 12. So David's young men turned to their hills and went back and came and told him all these things that Nabal had told them. Then David said to the men, every man guard on his sword. So every man guarded on his sword. And David also guarded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David and 200 stayed with the supplies. So 600 soldiers. 200 are keeping the camp. Says 400 are going to war. This is what brought the, the, the foolishness of Nabal. This is the war he brought himself into. And look at what David said. Then David said to his men, now one of the young men told, David said to his men, every man got the sword, 200, verse 14. 
Now, one of the young men told Abigail, now Baal's wife saying, look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we occupied, we, we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a war to us, both by night and day, and all the time we were with them, keeping the sheep. That's why I say it's ungrateful. All this kind of goodness, they, they, they should have reciprocated it. He said, now therefore, know and consider what you will do. For harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, that means roasted and cut and kebabbed. Oh God. Oh. I wish this point I would tell you. That you want to make a point, first serve him food. What does it mean to serve him food? Appeal to his soul. Jacob said, let me eat, and when my soul is satisfied, there is food that satisfies the soul. I'm showing you how to have your way around a man. Abigail said it. Then Abigail made her, took her, next verse. And she said to her servants, go on before me, see, I'm coming after you, but she did not tell her husband Naba. Oh, why didn't he tell the husband? It's not that it's just content. Every girl by wisdom avoided battles. Okay, so catch the number and come and say, David, your boyfriend, David. They see, they say, who can you see in your house? Who can you see in your house? You don't know what you see. But he avoids a fight. I will show point by point, 20 of them. I can't wait. I can't wait. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down undercover, undercover. Undercover, under wraps. And there were David and his men coming down toward her. What the can I will explain another time. I'm just reading. And they met, she met with them. And now David said to surely, in vain, I have protected all that this fellow had in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed. All of that belongs to him. And he had nothing to repay me evil for good. May God do so, and even more also to my to the enemies of David. If I leave one male, one male of all who belong to that foolish man, by morning light. So always pray morning. Now, but come men. David said, "Me koshi men men in nasi." Now by Jimmy, the other have two few new. He is actually ending his generation on earth. Generations are true men. That's why the Bible didn't even say this woman be God, this, this was said the man be God, this God is. Because men are the generations. For they carry the seed. Women are incubators. They keep what is given to them. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly. What does it mean to dismount? Fell on her face. What does it mean to fall on her face? And bowed down to the ground. This is the wife of the richest man in town. Talking to somebody who stays in the wilderness. That is a nobody. What did she see? She fell at the feet and said, oh, on me, my Lord. He said, my Lord, ten times in three sentences. On me, my Lord. On me, let this iniquity be. What is the iniquity of Abigail? 
the iniquity of every girl is when I was not home and your men came, a virtuous woman is always in the house. Forgive me that I was not there when your men came. She makes it home. I wish I could help you. The voice of her friends will be louder than any voice that springs from her home. And her soul is forever open to the whispers of the serpent. Somebody else is speaking to her. Ah, please let your maid servant speak in your ears and hear the voice of your maid servant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal. For as his names, you see, when you read this part, you might think that he doesn't respect the husband. But it was when he went home. That you realize that she went to do a damage to save the household. And if insulting my husband will save my household, glory to God. But when she went, she didn't go to fight. She went to tell, do you know what you have done? Even when he was drunk, he waited for the following day. Such a patient woman. Yeah, Radia Bigel for you him. There are seven shen kukuma. It was so kind of say, Listen, you are angry. You have every right to be angry. But you don't have every right to speak now. Man can't say she had three days to train my to make So what would have happened? The anger would have left. For as his name is, so is he. David calls him the one who lives in prosperity. The Bible calls him a rich man. But I, your maid servant, did not see the young men of my Lord, number two, whom you sent. 
Now therefore, my Lord, three, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and avenging yourself with your own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. Wise man stands by the husband. Look at how Abigail has joined David's fight. We say some questions. I have boys here. Come be here, Abigail. No, come. No, I could share a taller woman. Be no, I want to say, oh, one in a year. Be here, Abigail. I'm not Kenyan. Same thing. Oh, who say we're having a future? how to get this type of woman. I said, you need good understanding. Good understanding. Most of you can't tell a respectful woman. Some of you don't even know a beautiful woman. Now, listen. And now, this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord five times already. Please, forgive the trespass of your main servant. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. How does he know? I read me go to three verses in the Bible. Three verses in the Bible. What did you look at to, to propose to her? ashamed of the kind of women we are raising in this church. Who doesn't have passion for scriptures? Passion for scriptures. We need anything in the Bible. How many of you can sustain a biblical discourse for one hour? Discussing Bible truth. Our sisters here. Shame on us. Shame on us. Shame on us. Because your wife doesn't read the Bible, that's why she's giving a lot of hell in the house. When she starts reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit will start comforting her. You didn't look at a woman who fears God, a woman who comes to prayer meetings, not because she needs help from God, a woman who loves God. She's so passionate about the things of God. She knows God for herself before she met a man. You are not interested in these virtues. You are not interested. What did you see? What did you see? He's not interested. A woman is literally telling the mind of God concerning a man. Telling him that you are going to become a king. When he was in the wilderness, in the bush. How many of you can even accept proposal from Abel? And not judge him by the present state. You are falling by the standards of every girl. She knew tomorrow. She could tell a man on a mission. And in David's poverty, what brought him in contact with David? That David took the place of a beggar. Yet he didn't see a beggar. Because she was full of God. She was full of the Holy Spirit. Good understanding. A virtue from the Spirit of God. Oh no, now for four times, four times. Mumia Mubai Bumuda. 
serious? What are you going to bring into the marriage? Is it not fights, pettiness, bickerings and wranglings, animosity, bitterness, jealousy and envy? These are energies of the fallen nature. Until it is renewed by encounter with the Spirit of God, you can never know peace. husband has a problem. You have a problem. You don't know God. Who comforts him? For say we are comforted by the same things where we comfort the same things we are comforted. Who is your comfort? How can you have a Christian say you are depressed? Where, where is the Bible you read? You are bedridden. You are bedridden in the spirit. Depressed. Oh my God. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Because my Lord. Please, this was not the second time he was meeting David. This was her first. She has only heard of him because he killed Goliath. That she could know the mind of God, that you fight the battles of God. And he knows that he is on this. Pilgrimage because of his fighting for God. God decided to rise against Saul and he used David to bring Saul down. So as David was running away in his travels, he was fighting for God to establish an enduring house for Jesus to sit on the seat of David. Such a woman who can find. Such a you think this woman has time for pettiness, like you miss call and you didn't call me back. Useless relationships. You think this woman has time to sit on phone for one hour to prove that you love her? You must be kidding. She knows God already. But they don't know God. That's the only conclusion. They can't listen to a preaching message for one hour without sleeping. They can't. Full of mood. Are you filled with the spirit of God at all? Why can't you see things and take it like that? Many of you can't even sacrifice Many of you are emblems of a worn-out species of the human race. You have been dried as a stick by pettiness in home. You were not this raging. Your only error is you entered into a relationship with the wrong person. You have never and ever been quarrelsome as much as you are now. Because you met a mother who taught you that as a woman you can go to war. You don't have to pick a cutlass. You don't need a javelin or a spear. You bring up virtues and it steals the anxious rebellion in a man. A woman can't fight with blows. It's not your nature. So let your let my Lord make ear to the voice of your maid servant. What the way to address a man? A culture that is that is that that is evasive to this pre-postmodern generation. You can't even see women who are serving again. Virtuous women who make up a home. Many of you, when people are coming to your house, it's a struggle because there is no virtue that can draw joy in the house. 
by your personality. Who trained you as a wife? What do you know that you are looking for a man to marry you? What are you bringing home? A woman that a man has to wake you up. Are you born again? Where is it in the Bible? She wakes up early and orders her house and serves her servants. Where are your standards? I said you must have discretion. There's a wisdom called discretion. Let's close. Let's jump to Africa. We can't finish this woman. Anytime I read this scripture, I start praying in tongues. How many of you can fight by, by the spirit? How many of our sisters here can wage war in spirit? Something has risen against your husband. How many of you women can stand up in prayer and deliver your home? Because a Nabal has risen. You only bow your head in your handkerchief in tears. You've lost the hands that are skillful in battle. How many of you can fast to wage war? How many of you women can give precious things to wage war? You will attract the kind of person you are. Would I climb mountains in the mountains where you have? Oh, how I scale the fire, if you grace the Long, long have I chased rivers from low. There's a personality that can turn. Can you turn? I said, I'm starting my spiritual journey again. How many of us spiritual fires you can kindle one more time? Supply. How many? Eating by pain. Eating by pain. When you have cure for pain inside of you. The efficacy of it is missing. When Nabal couldn't fight, it was his wife who rose and ended the fight. There was not even a gunshot. She won the war without lifting her hand. That is a woman on a mission. You are to go down. Can your wife rise up for you? Will she wake up in night at the night and lay hands on you as you lie down, driven by afflictions, stricken by pain, and she lays hands on you and begins to speak in tongues? A woman who doesn't need to be comforted. Why are that? from the paws of the lion and the bears. In the name of Jesus, when your husband gets and says, sweet, I've gone back to bed, I am in charge. The spiritual opposition 
form of David that came to Abigail. If it was our generation, some of us would have been dead by now. If that particular opposition had risen against your husband in this generation, your husband would have become a gay. Go to useless marriage counselors. They say, oh, you are so shed 19. You are the 19 Where are we from? Our fleshness is dragging Filled ones to lower standards for suitors. Oh, body, I saw you makeup, no your lipstick. Share, share. Would you make up seeing Nadia Bwari and Nadia Kiabia? The race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Say, so you teach my hands to walk. Because you fight the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found throughout your days. Yet, a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life. As if he's talking about Naba. He's talking about Saul. But the life of the Lord shall not, shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemy shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. It shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler of Israel. That this will be of no grief to you. No offense of heart to my Lord. When God lifts you and makes you big, you shall not be offended by the behavior of my husband Naba. Neither shall you shed blood without a cause. Because the children you are going to kill have done nothing. Don't let blood stain the white garments of your apostolic ministry. Oh, that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your misheaven. You know what that means? It was not, it was Abigail who killed the husband. She knew the laws of God that David cannot marry somebody's wife. So, in what way was David going to remember her? ten days and man Just ten days after he had made this prayer, so that a better person can marry him. David said to Abigail, "Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you to this day to meet me." And blessed is your advice and blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to the bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. 
For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel is, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had carried and come to me, surely by morning like no male would have been left in Nabal's house. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and I have respected your person. Do you see what David saw in the woman? He didn't see what was, he saw respect. Respect. What do you choose? What do you look at to propose to a lady? Now Abigail went to Nabal and there he was holding a feast in his house. Like the feast of a king and Nabal's heart was merry within him. For he was drunk. Therefore she told him nothing. Little or much until morning light. When he says, I could deliver goose now my David here. We don't know what they feel. When he says, I don't know what they feel. When he says, I don't know what they feel. When he says, I don't In the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal, his wife and told this this that his heart died. Nabal's or catch anyway, Nabal's heart died. Hey! That was what David was coming to do. And he became like a stone. It happened after 10 days, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. And David sent for her to go and marry her. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. Now, when the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to become his wife. Look at what happened. She arose. Some of you, your wives think that they have done you a good by marrying you. You, were, you have married the wrong person. Marry somebody who considered it a privilege to marry you. She arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maid servant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. David. She gets angry for being nice to you. You think you are married? You are in an arms race. Abigail rose in haste on a donkey, attended by her five maidens, and followed the messengers of David and became his wife. Say what in And do you ask yourself a question? Where was she going to stay? Do you know Naba, the richest man? What Janet Abadia was in Beat me down so pass away to my back. Now a loving woman who speaks in tongues is slain by the sword of Echo Bank. 
David 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 a woman speaks to your future. A wise woman speaks to your future. And not catching no sin and couple by your hand. Whoa, obesity will hinder. I am kind. Your wife is always telling you you are not wise. She can't even tell you that you are a blessed man. You are a good man. You are you are you are a successful man. The ministry will work in your hands. Your career will be great. Your children are proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm not ashamed to call you my husband. That's why these days they can't they can't go out on Monday with their beloveds. They can't go with their wives. Their wives are part of their accusers. Because they've not known their place. And they've not found the altar of every girl. May the Lord bless you. I don't know how much this means to you. But I couldn't finish the point five and six or six and seven. Lift up your voice and give him thanks.